I'm Amber Peterson, and you're listening to Mamas and Money, Episode 71, Grief and Money with Danielle Southwick. Did you know that creating confidence with your money will change your life? My name is Amber Peterson. I'm a mother, licensed financial professional, and a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And if you're ready, let's take this journey together. I am so excited and thrilled today to introduce Danielle Southwick to you. She is awesome. And I'm going to give you a little bit of an intro to Danielle and what she does. So Danielle Southwick is an advanced GRM specialist certified through the Grief Recovery Institute. She helps women naturally learn how to recover from any loss, failure, or adversity life throws their way with one-on-one grief counseling, uh, coaching, excuse me, not counseling, coaching. And I'm just so excited for you to be here today because I think there can be so much heaviness around money. And I really would love to dive into that. But first of all, welcome so much, Danielle, to the program. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I'm really happy to be here. This is a topic that I'm excited about and something that um, not a lot of people talk about. And I'm like, let's talk about it. Let's normalize the fact that Finances affect every part of our life, right? And it's okay to talk about these things. It's okay to talk about those, um, the things that we struggle with, the things that we're excited about, the things we want to celebrate. Um, and it's just a tool. Money is a tool and it helps us get to where we want to go. So, and and you don't often hear, <laughs> let's talk about money and grief together, right? <laughs> so, right. When, and sometimes when people talk about grief, they're like, oh, let's, let, this is the sad talk. Like, no, this is not the sad talk. Grief is just, right, the normal and natural reaction to any loss of any kind. And it's the conflicting feelings that we can feel when something that is familiar to us changes or ends. And that's it. So it can apply to so many more things than death, divorce, or a broken relationship. It can apply to many, many different areas, a lot of intangible areas like finances. So I'm really happy to be here and to dive in with you and to share what I know and maybe learn some new things too. Absolutely. And I think that's why I felt this conversation was so important because especially since money does affect every aspect of our lives, when things do change, like say a job loss or our Mm -hmm. money situation is different, it's different from what we're used to. Or let's say that we have goals around money and don't meet those goals there can be grief there that we may Mm -hmm. not know even exists or how to address it. And then it could affect what Mm -hmm. we can do with our money going forward. Mm -hmm. So I'd really love it if you could speak to that, Daniela, as well as, you know, maybe just kind of going over a little bit about what grief is and how that really can affect what we can do. Sure. Well, there's, um, let's dive in for sure. (laughs) Pull me back if I get too detailed, (laughs) right? Um, But that makes a lot of sense. Like grief is one of those intangibles. Like I had mentioned, there's like tangible losses, like death, divorce and broken relationships and things like that. Maybe you lost a pet, something like that, like a pet has died, right? There's tangible, but then these intangibles of finances or loss of health or loss of independence, those things, right? They carry the same amount of emotion with them, but sometimes we're not um, trained to like just see them and recognize them and, and count them for what they are. That's it's a loss, right? So sometimes grief can feel a couple different ways, right? It's complex. It's not always just sad or mad or whatever, right? We're human beings with complex backgrounds and unique 
experiences that we bring to the table. So whatever you're feeling in a situation is totally normal, right? So we don't, I don't want to quantify or say, I'm going to tell you how you feel. Cause like, I don't know how you feel. Mm -hmm. In fact, I can only tell you how I felt when something similar happened to me. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so grief can kind of come out and be expressed in, in two different ways. One of them um, is the feeling of reaching out for something or someone who's always been there for you only to realize that when you need it, one more time, it's no longer there, mm. right? But not every relationship to a person or to with an item or a thing is all positive, right? That makes us unique, right? There's there's pluses and minuses on both sides and there's complexity to it, right? So sometimes it can be the feeling of reaching out to someone or something that's never been there for you to realize when you need it one more time, it's still no longer there. And this concept can be applied to finances, which is a very intangible concept to grasp around, right? There's the tangible, <laughs> my bank account is plus or minus or where it's at, right? There, there's a number that we can uh, identify or put on there to quantify it, right? But <laughs> this idea of what happens, you mentioned um, like the loss of a job, but what happens also the flip side of that, I won't play devil's advocate, the promotion in a job, yes. right? You get promoted, right? And now there's a couple losses that occur. Like maybe your schedule is different. Okay. Maybe you're a manager now and the way that you relate to your coworkers is completely yes. different because you can't relate to them the same way. You can't be buddy, buddy, because now you have a different set of expectations and responsibilities and things like that, that come along with it. Or maybe even that you have this change in position and you have a raise, which is a good thing, right? But it still comes with a loss. And those losses are like, how is this going to change and affect my lifestyle and the things and my goals that I have planned for? Um, and how and and what does that mean now than what it did the day before that that event happened, right? And so it's about like recognizing it. And honoring those things so that you don't carry the losses with you, you can actually be complete with them. Um, so not every, not all grief is like, I don't like, I don't know, grief isn't bad. It's just an emotion. It's the conflicting feelings that come with a change event. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's so fascinating because I think we look at grief, you know, you totally correct me if you see something different, but I think we look at grief as like this thing we don't want to experience, like this yeah. very negative thing. And so right. we're going, well, I don't want to experience grief. So I'm going to do everything in my power <laughs> to sure. not experience sure. this kind of emotion. But the more that we can embrace that in our lives, I think it helps it make it more tangible for us to move through it to mm -hmm. then create what we want. Cause, because grief is just an emotion that we get to feel and sure. all emotions, just a feeling and a vibration. So when we feel that and recognize it, then we can examine it and say, okay, why am I feeling yeah. this? You know, what's yeah. Like uh, emotions for me is our data points, right? It's mm -hmm. information to tell me something I have a need, right? We all have needs. It's normal to human for us to have needs. And is that need being met? Or is it not being met? And the feeling is there to help you understand which category that's in, right? And then you can make a decision based off of that knowledge of like, oh, I'm feeling this way about it, right? I have a, this type of way I'm feeling about it. What is that information telling me? Oh, you know, I need something, whether that is validation or to be heard or a hug, or maybe it's a glass of water, right? How many times do we just get so wrapped up in our day-to-day -day thing? And like, 
we're feeling feelings. We're like, whoa, I need to slow down. Like what's going on? Like, whoa, slow down and ask yourself, what do I need? And then take that action step of meeting the need. So there's lots of needs that happen in finances, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Planning, talking about it um, uh, as a small business owner, like what's my Q1 looking like coming up Mm -hmm. here, right? What do I want to do? How do I want to grow it? And along with those needs and along with those goals, there can come a lot of like challenging, limiting belief systems around that. Like, Am I successful? I don't know what makes me successful. How do I approach that? Like what, what's coming up for me in, in, um, how I feel about how my business is doing, not compared to anyone else's business, right? I'm sure you get this a lot with your own clients of like comparing from one to another, but the thing is that we're all unique and individual and yes, there are metrics and yes, there are things that like you can see number one rule of business to stay in business, right? Yeah. <laughs> but there are, there are metrics there. And when that fear or that resistance comes up in dealing with your finances, that's actually a data point for you to say, Hey, maybe there's something incomplete here for me yeah. because this emotion, this emotion of fear, that emotion of, of hesitation or resistance to do something that you know would be good, right? You know, it would be good for your business to do, but you're like, uh, I, don't, I don't know what, what is stopping <laughs> me here. Right. And that could be like, Oh, ding, ding, ding. Okay. What's incomplete in this? What is this trying to tell me? What is a need that's not being met? that I need to meet or figure out how, how to meet it. Maybe I am not equipped to meet it, right? Maybe I'm, I don't have the right tools to meet it. Maybe I need to connect with a coach or someone who has met it and done it before and learn how to do it. So there's like so many, um, there's so much room for like us to doubt ourselves or like judge ourselves when really what we need is to be like, if you came to me, and you said all those things about your business, I would be like, okay, thank you for sharing. Like, what do you need? How can I help you? Right. But we rarely do that for ourselves where we're like compassionate and extending empathy towards ourselves and, and being like, oh, I don't need to know everything perfectly right off the bat. Like I'm, I'm not going to, right. I might get it wrong and it's okay. Yeah. But, and I think that there's something that's so kind of innate in there too, that we don't talk about is not only just asking for that and asking to say, okay, what do I really need? How can I solve this feeling or the need of this feeling sure. that I have? But I think sometimes we can make money be an identifying factor or play an identifying factor for us. So mm. for example, you know, a lot of times, especially business owners can say, oh, all right, I know my business is doing well and succeeding if I make this Mm -hmm. much money and they have a goal to make Mm -hmm. so much money, whether it's within Q1 or throughout the year and they don't make those goals. And so they start to identify or have those limiting beliefs that maybe I'm not a good business owner. Maybe I'm just not good with money. Maybe I just am not very good at this and there's something wrong with me, you know, and then it becomes this identity of limiting belief that they're taking on and then what do you find, Danielle, that that does for people when they start taking on those limiting beliefs? Yeah, I mean, it it, it really stops growth is, is the biggest thing. When you get caught up in that fear cycle, if you get caught up in that fight, flight, freeze, right? When you're in that frozen part where you can't move forward because you 
don't know what the next step is, right? And it's okay not to know, but to not know and to not pursue knowledge, right? When you're stuck in that, like that stops growth. You just stop growing. You stop growing as an owner. You stop growing as as a person because it's not meant to be easy. It's not meant to, you're not meant to know everything, right? And so it's okay. I think we have such a shame around asking for help and not knowing that it's like, we have to remind ourselves that it's okay not to know. It's actually good to be curious about things and to allow yourself to um, wonder a little bit about what could this be? How can I do it? And um, a lot of that is slowing things down, which we don't we don't like to do. Um, <laughs> slowing slowing it down, asking questions, getting some feedback, right? Um, so I would say, like number one, it stops it stops growth. Um, so if you mm-hmm. want to grow, you got to be curious and be willing to put yourself in an uncomfortable um, spot, but know that like in that uncomfortableness, you're not alone. I I, I met up with a friend the other day and they were like, you know, I just like at the gym, I'm I'm there and I'm working out and like, I like it, but like, I wish somebody would come up to me and say hi. And I was like, I'll tell you what, I'm an extrovert, right? I, I, I recharge as an introvert, but I'm an extrovert. And I think the same thing. But when I step out of my comfort zone and go say hi to someone else, we're all thinking the same thing. We all just want someone to come up to us and say, hi, how are you doing? How can we help you? Like, let's yeah. let's encourage one another along our paths, right? So we're all thinking the same thing there. Um, but yeah, take a, take a chance and, and, and step out of that comfort zone. And, and likely what you're going to find is that other people have either been in that same position or in that same position and are thankful that you spoke up because they now feel not alone anymore. Exactly. Exactly. And that there could also be with, you know, if if you're going through this and you're feeling like, I'm just not where I want to be, whether you're a business owner or not, we're all dealing with money. (laughs) And if we're noticing that we're feeling kind of stuck and maybe have some of those limiting beliefs and maybe even scared to reach out and talk to somebody Mm -hmm. or ask for help, is there some grief that we need to go through, especially if we don't have, you know, maybe the goal realized, or we're starting Mm -hmm. to look at this limiting belief and be Mm -hmm. like, Oh man, I'm really not doing myself a service. Is there grief that we need to go through to then move to the other side? Yeah. Let me tell you this, like grief is made up of these three components, right? And this can be found in a variety of things for you. But if, if any of these three things resonates with you as you're being curious about maybe a belief that came up or a fear that's coming up or a hesitation that's coming up, right? Grief is about like the things that we wish we had said or done different, better, or more. So if you think about a financial time in your life or a situation, an event that had surrounded by money, whether that's losing a job, gaining a promotion, um, changing careers, winning the lottery, whatever, right? Getting a floor foreclosure, whatever, a big life event, a big life change, right? And you said, I wish I had said or done something different, better, or more. Those are areas of loss, right? If you had hopes, expectations, or dreams about that event that didn't come true, right? Maybe they were never realized. Maybe they were spoken, but never heard or invalidated, right? Those are areas of of loss, right? And this is like in taking inventory of those things around one event. And lastly, it's about the undelivered communication of an emotional nature. 
So discovering it is only half of the equation. You actually have to take the action steps to recover from these losses. And it's very straightforward. It's easy once you learn the process, Mm -hmm. which is what I love to do. I love to teach people like, yeah, let me empower you with the same tools that someone empowered me with. Because for the longest time, I was painting with a hammer and it just was (laughs) damaging, right? It was damaging to my relationships. It was damaging to my business. It was damaging to all those things that were important to me that I was trying so hard, but the only tool in my tool belt was a hammer. And hammers are great, but they're not the best tool to paint a picture, right? And so when somebody put a paintbrush in my hand, it was like, look, I'm going to show you how to paint with a paintbrush with this, with these losses. I was like, oh, I can make some beautiful things with that. So sometimes it's just having the right tool. Yeah, absolutely. And that it's a process you can go through and it's going to work so much better on the other side when you have the right tools and resources Mm -hmm. to take you through and you can understand what you're going through. You can understand, oh, this is why I'm feeling this way. This change is kind of a big deal and it's making an impact on my life. How can I then move through that with these tools then to be on the other side of it and say, okay, now what do I want to create? Sure. Yeah. When you unlock that, when you're, when you're operating out of um, curiosity and creation, like you can do so many things um, that you that you can't do when you're operating out of fear or stuck or or hesitation or avoidance, right? So when you break free of those things, you can just start to create some beautiful things, whether that's life goals or um, the things that you want to do with your business or the people that you want to help or the family you want to create or the things that you want to uh, to to bring to life. Like that happens when you get to that other side, but you have to get through that messy middle of wrestling with what's not working. And maybe that means getting a little bit of help through that. Maybe that's like consulting with somebody or reading some books on it or whatever that looks like for you. Everyone's journey is different, but getting that help, right? And what's good for you might not be good for me, right? But to be playful about it and to be curious about it and to say, okay, there's something here that I'm missing. And, and, and I need to honor that loss and I need to grieve that loss and grieving. It doesn't mean sitting in a space crying all day long. (laughs) Grieving is like getting those things up and out to someone who's going to listen to you with a heart with ears, right? Who's not going to judge or criticize or analyze you. They're actually going to be there as a supportive friend for you as you walk through that journey together. And that's the beautiful work that I get to do with people day in and day out is I get to be in those messy middles because I was in that messy middle and someone else walked with me out of it. Right. And so now I'm on the other side of it. I'm like, Hey, I'm willing to go with you to that messy middle. Let's uncover these things so that you're not stuck in them anymore. These, these limiting belief systems that are coming up, whether they were taught to you from like a family of origin of like, I'm not good enough or we'll never make it or I don't deserve, right? All those lies that you're believing yeah, about yeah. your finances, all those things of like, well, only the rich can be rich and I can't have money and I'll never be good, right? No, let's look at those. Let's break those things down. Let's bring some truth to it and help you move forward. But that gets applied to all different things in life, right? It's not just finances that that can be applied to your relationships and all everything. So um, it's amazing when you when you when you break down those things in one area, how they start to break down in, in all the other areas, too. 
Yeah. And you brought up some interesting things too, where I think that when we think about money too, and all maybe the things we need to address when it comes to money and feeling those things and examining maybe those limiting beliefs that might be very heavy or feel overwhelming, maybe some negative emotion we don't necessarily Mm -hmm. want to feel. Mm -hmm. But what would you say, Danielle, is how, what would the path look like if someone decided, well, I'm just not going to deal with that. That feels like too much. I'm just going to push it aside. And I think we alluded to it a little bit earlier too, when we talked about, you know, um, this, this identifying factors of money and these limiting Mm. beliefs. But what if someone says, I just don't know if I can face all that. It feels too much. And they push it aside. What have you seen as happens to someone? Sure. Yeah. Loss is cumulative and it's cumulative negatively. So from the very first thing you've ever can remember losing up until now in all of the categories that loss can occur, right? You've been carrying that with you all the way through to this point of you listening to this podcast, right? And you're saying, okay, this is all true, right? All loss is cumulative and it's cumulative negatively. Like the only thing you can do is get it up and out and like work on it at one piece at a time, right? But if you choose not to, you're gonna stay stuck in the things that um, that, you, that you're holding and carrying on to, and it's gonna show up for you in your body. It's gonna show up in, in depression or out of the moment, like you're kind of there, but you're not really fully present in a room, right? Lack of energy, overreactions or, or prickly on edge. Maybe you're isolating a lot, right? Because it's just so overwhelming. It's a lot to carry that. Yes. like. Yes. It's it, it's a lot to carry that. And it takes mm-hmm. a lot of emotional energy to maintain, right? It's easier to like actually feel it <laughs> than just to sh- shove, shove it, it down, down right? Because right? I spent years like that. I spent years pretending that I was okay and telling myself, don't feel bad, don't feel bad, don't feel bad, don't feel bad, don't feel don't feel, don't feel right. It's, it's, it's cumulative and, and, and it's progressive in that way because don't feel bad can only last for so long and it becomes don't feel. And then you have to do things like continually not feel right. Whether that's working too much or starting to use drugs or alcohol or fantasizing, right. Reading a lot of books or binging Netflix for six hours, right. Whatever it is that you have to do to stay busy, to not feel the thing, but eventually it leads to don't, which is like the saddest part because that's hopeful right that's hopelessness and so it's going to stay with you until you deal with it and and really the only person that can take that next step is you right I wish I could do the work for everybody but I I can't um but you can do something about it and there is some hope in that that you can heal from this that you don't have to um continue the patterns of your family of origin Right. So if your family was stuck in poverty or if your family was stuck in these mis- myth- myths or misbeliefs about money and how to handle money or like my family of origin, they were stuck in control. Right, Money was a point of control. And as soon as I put that boundary down and I said, I'm not taking another penny from you, I freed myself of that. And I said, OK, now how do I move forward? Right. Because I don't want to repeat that pattern for my family. And so that's a big motivating factor to me. Yeah. Is it hard? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I'm not to you. This is difficult. <laughs> yes. And when it's difficult, there's someone there for you walking you, walking you through it. Absolutely. But it's worth it. It's worth it to be on the other side of that and to gain that freedom and that confidence and feel empowered that I can now teach my future family a better way. 
Absolutely. And I know, and I don't know if we mentioned it here, if it was a little bit more of our previous conversation off air, but even though it seems scary and overwhelming to address maybe that grief or address kind of those maybe more overwhelming feelings, but once you get into that and start identifying, okay, why am I feeling this way? You know, why do I have these limiting beliefs? Are they true? Do I really want to keep believing them? It's actually a very cleansing process and it actually helps you kind of just look at and identify, oh, this is what's happening. This is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm believing. Do I want to keep lending power to these thoughts and beliefs or now what do I want to do to maybe change those to really create more of what I want? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's super freeing because there's a time in my life where I wanted to avoid finances because I was so afraid and I, and I had some school debt and I had some other things, but I was like, my husband and I were like, well, let's, let's look at it. Let's see where we want to go here. We want to get a house one day. We want to have a car, you know, that's functioning and not breaking down all the time. We want to, you know, build our businesses. We want to be successful and not live paycheck to paycheck. Right. How do we do that? Well, we need to know where we're at. And then look forward to see how to get to the next step, right? And there was a lot that came up with that, like the identity of of what, who am I without money? Like, who am I without stabi- that stability? Who am I without that status? Who am I without those things? And that's a scary thing to to look in the mirror and and decide. Okay, who am I? What is who is Danielle apart from money, mm. right? Yes. And I think it's so important for us to explore that because then, especially as different situations come up with our money Mm -hmm. and our Mm -hmm. different circumstances and different emotions that come up, you now have the tools and you've been working on to then identify what's happening and to work through those, you know, paint with paintbrush, mm-hmm. <laughs> make sure you're, oh, you yeah. your fingertips, yeah. you know, to then yeah. work through, yeah, which is so powerful. And it's such a fluid thing, right? It's such a fluid thing. Mm-hmm. Money is, is, and, and so for, for us now, you know, seven years later, we have a house, we're out of debt. Like we have that car, like there's some stability there, but there's also these, these unknowns because he works a full-time job, but he's also a freelancer. So there's that mm-hmm. component. Yeah. And I, you know, quit corporate life five months ago, and now I own my own business and grief recovery full-time. And so it's, it's fun and it's exciting. It's not, it's not that scary component of what's going to happen next. It's like, no, we're prepared for that. And we, mm-hmm. it gives us that flexibility to play and to see where our talent and, and our um, interests brings us and to know that like we're taken care of and it's okay. Yes. So having those conversations are super important with your significant other. If you don't have a significant other, like finding that friend, that person who can actually hold you accountable and help you and teach you and, and, and walk with you. Like those are, those are super important too. Um, and I've kind of been through all those life phases um, and I'm looking forward to the next ones. Cause I know that we can tackle whatever comes. Um, but yeah, you get challenged. Money is a, money is a big challenger and it's a big um, sometimes can be a big conflict in, in relationships, but Usually it's something that is, is bringing it up for the person that, that should show you like, oh, maybe this is reminding me of something else that I just haven't taken care of yet. And this is the thing that's bringing it up for me. Yeah. And it uh, just the, I love how you said that word freeing. 
Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? That this doesn't have to be hopeless or overwhelming or, you know, that it has to be this horrible thing you have to go through, but it really will open up so many more things mm-hmm. for you in your life and what you can create and to be in that space of creativity. And mm-hmm. what do you want to have happen is just so much more, um, just the feeling of it is just so much more amazing. It's empowering. It's empowering. It's empowering. It's yeah. empowering. And, and you never, you, you wouldn't think that like taking the time to slow things down and deal with the losses would actually lead to so much empowerment in, in all areas, including finances, but it does. When you do the work, the work works, when you do it, then you get to see all these areas of freedom open up and capacity to deal with it more instead of closing down and, and not having the energy and, and capacity to deal with it. So the more you chip away at the little things, you start to see that wider capacity open up uh, for the larger things that you, that you hope and dream for, for the future. Yes. And that is just so exciting and definitely available to each and every one of us, which is awesome. And I just noticed our time. (laughs) Oh, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much. I know we can talk forever. (laughs) It's so, so good. And I just don't think it's an aspect of finances that is talked about out there. I mean, so much of it is where do you put your money and, you know, what are the best places to invest? But this really is an important component because what we think and feel and how we identify in our relationship with money really is the foundation then to what we can create. And you hit the nail on the head right there. You have a relationship to money, whether you calling it that or not, you have a relationship. So treat it just like your other relationships. Like if you had a friend and you just ignored that friend and you never said hi to that friend, but then you went to that friend and be like, Hey, I need something from you. Like, that's <laughs> not a healthy relationship. Right. No. Or, you know what I mean? So be healthy with your relationship to your money, because it is a, a back and forth relationship that, that you need to be healthy. Yeah, absolutely. So good. So hun, if my listeners are saying, Hey, we really want to work with Danielle, learn more from her. Where can they find you? Best place. Um, I kept it simple. My name is Danielle Southwick daniellesouthwick.com. So, um, you know, check it out there. I've got a grief quiz on, on, on the site there. You can take that and see where you're at. Um, see maybe if there are some other areas besides finances or including finances that you might be struggling with or dealing with. And then I've got a lot of free resources that comes with that as well. Um, you can book a free consultation call with me if you want to explore further and you're like, Oh no, this is, I've been listening. Yeah. This is that missing piece. And I need to do the work. Like I'm ready. Like, great. I'm ready to help you too. And like, let's get you free. That's so exciting. And to all of our listeners out there as well, Danielle has a couple of resources that she has sent over, which are amazing that you can have access to. So you can reach out to me or to her. Do you want to explain a little bit more about those and what they can find in those workbooks? Yeah, sure. So I've created a couple different workbooks. The first one's for small business owners, for female or women small business owners. And the second one is for couples relating specifically to finances and some areas of limiting belief systems. And so I've created kind of like the the top couple areas of limiting belief systems, but also how to reframe them. So you can start bringing truth to those lies that you've been believing or have been taught to you that you're like, oh, let me uncover these areas so that I can be empowered and I can move forward in, in what I want to build or what we want to build together. I love that because sometimes once again, we just need those right tools 
to then help us move forward. So definitely reach out to Danielle, or if you need to reach out to me, I have those resources as well. We want to help you with your finances. And especially as you're going forward into this new year, mm-hmm. you really have the relationship you want, that confidence you want in your finances to really create the life that you love. So Danielle, thank you so much for being on today. Thank you. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Hun, we'll definitely need to have you back. Oh, we'll do anytime. Awesome. <laughs> you are already working hard for your money. Imagine your money working hard for you. Imagine taking control over where your money goes instead of wondering where it went at the end of every month. Imagine the freedom you will have from not worrying constantly about your finances. Imagine enjoying the decisions you make with your money. I know this is possible for you. Head on over to amberpetersoncoachingfinance.now.site where we can work together to make it happen. And if you're finding this podcast to be helpful, please subscribe. That way you will never miss an episode to help you create confidence with your money. Have a beautiful week.